0: Take ESPN 1520 with you anytime, anywhere. Download the Radio.com app, WWKV Buffalo, a Radio.com sports station. The following
1: is paid programming. Opinions expressed are not necessarily those of this radio station, its advertisers, or sponsors. Welcome to Think Again with L. Nathan Hare, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. If you would like to participate on today's program, call now, 803-1520. That's 803-1520.
2: All right. Here we go. Think again. Think again. Welcome to our Top Discussion program sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Western New York, Still Fighting the War on Poverty, now in our 54th year. Each week, we talk to you about issues, events, and trends affecting you right here and right now in Buffalo and the Western New York community, and in fact, connect you to communities all across the country. I'm your host, L. Nathan Hare, President CEO of the Community Action Organization. Make us a part of your Saturday every Saturday at ESPN, ESPN 1520 AM on your dial from 11 o'clock to 12 noon each week. Now, our program, of course, is live, so you can always uh, join in our discussion, Hope that you will. Our number here again is 803 803- 1520, that's 803 1520. And of course, the big news that we have in front of us today is our president authorizing the, uh, I guess you can call it successful since the guy died, uh, attack on uh, Qasim uh, uh, Suleiman, who is uh, the, or has been the head of the uh, revolutionary, uh, the Islamic revolutionary. Uh, Guard Corps uh, of uh, of Iran, and all of the consequences that have to be thought about. Uh, the United States killed uh, Iranian Major General Qasem uh, Soleimani, head of the Kuds uh, 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 force uh, at the uh, uh, Iraq's Baghdad airport. So, part of what I want us to keep in mind in this discussion is this was the United States carrying out an attack against an Iranian who was physically in Iraq, which now involves Iraq in this dispute as well. Uh, Soleimani's killing marks a dramatic escalation in the regional shadow war that has been going on between Iran and the United States and its allies, uh, principally uh, Israel and Saudi Arabia. Uh, Iran has been locked in a long Conflict with the United States had escalated sharply last week with an attack uh, by Iran on the U.S. embassy in Iraq by pro-Iranian militia following a U.S. air, uh, air raid on the uh, Khatib Hezbollah militia. So this is the tit for tat. So I need for you to, to hear to, to hear what I just said in sequence. The United States uh, mounted an air raid attack on the Khatib, Khatib how do you say it again, Kataib Hezbollah militia, which was then followed by pro-Iranian militiamen attacking the U.S. Embassy. When I say they attacked the U.S. Embassy, they didn't launch rockets at the U.S. Embassy. They had their allies, their militia people, uh, jumping up on the apron on the front wall of the embassy, writing graffiti on the walls. They started some fires, you know, in the front part of the uh, embassy. But n- no one uh, in the embassy itself was in danger because none of what these people did uh, affected area, any of the area where people were inside the American embassy. So that's need for us to understand that. And then, of course, the United States responded to uh, the... Uh, Uprising uh, protest, I think, better is a better way to describe it, uh, that took place at the uh, U.S. Uh, embassy in Baghdad. The United States responded to that, uh, at least in sequence, uh, with the assassination of Kasim uh, Suleiman. I want us to understand something as we talk about this. It's because there's too much to really talk about in the eight or ten minutes that I use for this this uh, uh, prologue to let out sort of, or to get out sort of a theoretical framework for our discussion today. But it's important for us to understand a few things in concrete terms. Number one, this is not a war. Immediately the media has picked up this mantra that the United States is in some sort of slow cook war uh, with uh, Iran. We're not at war with Iran. We are doing warlike things. We're doing military exercises or, or interventions or activities, but we're not at war. United States has not declared war uh, on anybody since uh, uh, World War II. We didn't de- declare war on Korea. Uh, we didn't declare war on Vietnam. We're not at war, so we should stop saying that because it creates an image in the minds of our citizens that is not true. Second thing that we need to understand, and and I know that a lot of people in our audience are not going to like what I'm about to say, but I feel it's important for us to speak true words to each other. Here's truth. One man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter. What do I mean by that? If you were the English under King George in Britain and you were dealing with George Washington and Alexander Hamilton and Thomas Jefferson and John Quincy Adams and all of the uh, freedom fighters, what we call freedom fighters, in England, those people were called terrorists because they were using military uh, means to try to throw off the shackles of England. England perceived itself to be the legitimate authority in the American colonies, and therefore the people that were fighting England's authority to govern the American colonies were, to England's point of view, terrorists. So when we are talking about terrorism in terms of the behaviors of uh, uh, Iran in relation to the United States, keep in mind that uh, for the Iraqis, the Iraqis look at the Americans in some respects as if we're terrorists. Uh, It was not Iranians who killed somewhere between 200,000 and 1 million uh, Iraqi citizens in the invasion into Iraq. Americans did that. And the Iraqis had not done anything to the United States. They paid this price for something that they didn't have anything to do with at all. So it's important for us to start talking about these things in the context of truth. The Iranians may be bad guys from your perspective, but they may not be bad guys from the perspective of other people that are in that arena of the world. What we have to have is a larger vision, a broader vision about what's in the best interest of maintaining stability and peace in the world and not allowing people to gain uh, uh military advantages over one another that place people under threat. So I want to start our conversation at that point. And I think I want to grab uh, Tony first, then we'll grab Al, then we'll grab John and Lockport. So let's grab uh, Tony first. Tony, what's your thoughts out there? Uh, I
3: can't hear you. Say that again,
2: please. Uh, I said, what what are your thoughts out there? What's going on?
3: Oh, it's just another day. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Vice President Pence just said, and it's one of his statements, that Sal Salam- Salamini was part of nine nine eleven.
2: See, this is that why means- I, that's why I started the conversation this way, because that's what's going on. People are so out here just. Up. Just outright lying, just saying things that are patently not true, that they know aren't true. But you're going to get these people in our audience, people around the world, around the country, that are going to be jumping on this thing and they're going to be saying, yeah, those Iranians, they did us in in 9-11. Iran had nothing to do with 9-11. Zero. Nothing to do with it at all.
3: Well, that you have to tell the vice president that he should well, walk right, his mouth right. out about that. My mother said, if you lie, you wash your mouth out with soap. <laughs>
2: well, he needs a whole box of detergent then.
3: He, he, he needs uh, some uh, bleach
2: too. <laughs> uh, exactly, exactly.
3: Because he doesn't just tell white lies, he tells whoppers. First, first of all, uh, they, they, they lied again when they call this imminent danger.
2: Right, so that's another that's another piece of the story that we got to talk about. You got a man, right? You got a man who's your source of truth, who lies. Well, I don't know how many times you divide three hundred sixty-five days into thirteen thousand, but it's got to be up to fifteen thousand. Fifteen thousand. So that means he's telling something like thirty lies lies a day, every single day of his presidency. Why would you take his word for anything?
3: By the way, if you were with him in Mar-a-Lago, you would have been privy to know that two days before he was telling his guests that that that's what he was going to do. Right. Right. You see? But here's even the worst thing that he just did. He violated the War Powers Act. Totally blew off Congress. Right. Exactly. You can't do that. It's against the law. The The law was passed on the 7th of November, 1973. Why was it passed? Because you cannot put one person to make the decision to go to war or to to cause uh, assassinations. You cannot
2: allow one person to make that decision. And remember what we were dealing with in, ni- for you and I are in this oh. age range in <laughs> 1973. Now we're dealing with all of the costs, not just financial costs, all of the physical costs, of the Vietnam War and the justifications for the war, and we had the My Lai massacre, that, you know, that, that came to uh, to the fore during that time period, and people in Congress said, "Wait a minute, we can't be putting ourselves in a position where we're losing fifty thousand American lives. We're spending trillions of dollars of American treasure for what?" you know for us to go do, we weren't even defending anybody's interest what do we care about what the french were doing you know in 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 vietnam we basically were trying to replace the french as the possessors of the oil resources offshore of laos and vietnam and that let, dog just didn't hunt very well
3: please let me read you section 4 about of the war powers act which why by the way was vetoed by president nixon Right. And
2: passed by Congress. Right. right. The veto was overturned. Right.
3: Let me read this to you. Reporting. In the absence of a declaration of war, in any case in which the United States Armed Forces are introduced, (laughs) You have to report to the Congress right. any time these forces. Do you realize that Bill Clinton was caught when he hit the pill factory? Do you realize that Reagan in Libya was, was uh, almost impeached over that issue?
2: Yep. Yeah, these
3: are all facts.
2: Words matter. But Words apparently matter. they don't matter to Donald Trump. He doesn't care <laughs> anything at all about what the law says.
3: Yeah, well, I just watched A.M. Joy, and they pulled out the piece.
2: Hugh who, Hugh who, hewitt. Hew right. That, that guy who was nothing kind to of white, up. The white-haired guy who's a really, you know. Yeah, <laughs> well, he
3: asked, he asked Trump while he was campaigning if he knew who this Kasan fellow was. And and uh, uh, Trump says to him, well, give me a hint. <laughs> and he tried to give him a hint, and he still didn't know. Yep. He still didn't know. He yep. still didn't know. How in the world is that we would allow one man to make a decision that could lead to conflict in the area? Do you realize that the Iranians can close the, uh, the, uh, the straits?
2: The strait of Hormuz,
3: uh, Of yeah. course.
2: Right. Yeah. They've they done it in do the a, past. Right. They
3: can do a whole lot of damage. Right. And it may not affect us in the United States directly, because Iran doesn't want the war. Right. It
2: but affects see, our allies. Right.
3: Yeah, but think about this: the only reason we're at we're at is because Trump said, "I'm going to take and overturn everything that Obama did." Yep. I, and he took away the nuclear deal. Yep. There had not been a single incident for the entire period of having a nuclear deal. In fact, during the Trump administration, they verified that they hadn't done any new testing
2: or gathered materials in the Trump administration. And, and not only that, if you go back as far as 2011, you didn't have any Iranian attack on direct attack on American interest at all. From then. Yes, until the breakdown of this uh, 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 nuclear arms deal that that was pulled back by by Donald Trump.
3: Right. Well, my last point is, I hope that the Buffalo Bills have a win today, 24 to 20.
2: (laughs) Okay. That's the first time you ever gave us a prediction. Okay. (laughs) Well, I'm giving you the odds, too.
3: There you go. Two two and
2: a half points right now. Two and a half points. Take care. Thank you. All right. And and, uh, uh, Happy New Year. Let's take our first break. Then we'll get Al on. Then we'll get John on and we'll keep our discussion going. So you all stick with us. We will send us out of the break here at Think Again. Think again.
0: Would you like to increase your home's value? Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable financing for your next home improvement project? The CAO Home Improvement Resource Program can help. Just come to one of their monthly HIRP orientation sessions every first and third Wednesday of the month at two convenient locations. HIRP staff will help identify the resources you need to get financed, and they'll even help you with completing your application. Now, you won't know what you qualify for until you call. 332 3773. That's 332 3773. Learn about all the home improvement programs you may be eligible for and ask about the affordable financing program that can help turn your house into your dream home. Call 332 3773 for more info. It's the Home Improvement Resource Program, restoring value to neighborhoods across Erie County, one house at a time. Brought to you by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. Hey, this is Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. Quicken Loans is celebrating our best
4: quarter ever. And now we're celebrating some of the lowest refinancing rates ever. Rates have dropped so much that many Americans can reduce their rate. You may be able to save money on your monthly mortgage payment right now. The rate today on our 30-year fixed rate mortgage is 3.99%. APR 4.23%. Call us at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com to learn more.
5: Rates subject to change. A 2% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 33. What would you like to be better at? Dancing. Poker. Yoga. According to a study, CVS customers are better than most at something important, staying on prescriptions, which tends to make you healthier. So get a free prescription savings review and try home delivery today. Because of the things you could be better at, staying healthy tops them all. Treat yourself well at CVS. Savings vary. Not all patients are prescriptions eligible for savings or delivery. Ask your pharmacist or visit cvs.com pharmacy for details.
6: All day, every day. This is Buffalo's home for ESPN Radio. 50,000 watt ESPN 1520. The bills make me wanna shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Throw your hands up and shout. Throw your head back and shout. Come on now, the bills are making it happen
3: now. Stand up now, come on and shout. Yeah, 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 yeah. Say you will! Shout it right now, baby. Say you will! Come on, come on. Say you will! Come on and shout. Say you will! Yeah. Charles. Buffalo's happening now. Charles. We're on the moon now. Charles. The fields are happening now. Charles. They're making it happen now.
6: You've got the spirit. Charles. A lot of spirit, yeah. Uh, you got you the spirit. spirit. Just watch Four, it happen two, today,
2: now. Uh, today. That Buffalo will move itself to a point where it wins its first playoff game in, I think, 20 years. 1995. Good gracious. That's longer than that. That's 24, almost 25 years. Good gracious. So, yes, you know, we should trip somebody. We should cheat uh, whatever it is we need to do so that we can just yeah, yeah, blame somebody. We got to get this done. Um, and so uh, one of the things I wanted to say before I grab uh, Al is, um, This uh, response from Khomeini, the ayatollah of Iran, uh, says that they will exact a crushing revenge uh, uh, over Soleimani's unjust assassination. And listen to this quote. He says, we will take revenge from all those involved and responsible for his assassination. That was said by Minister Amir uh, Hatami uh, of the Iranian uh, Defense Ministry. Do you really believe that Khomeini and his uh, associates uh, will take action against Mike Pompeo, against Donald Trump, against uh, Mike Esper, uh, you know, the people who actually uh, ordered and carried out uh, these uh, uh, this assassination on Kasim uh, 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 Suleiman. Do you actually think that that's what's going to occur? What's going to occur is what always occurs. A whole bunch, several dozen, uh, just regular citizens who are just going to be in the wrong place at the wrong time, they're going to be the ones who are going to pay the price uh, for what goes on for this. And that's the part that I think that we need to talk about, because uh, these are the consequences of the decision that Donald Trump uh, has made. But let me get Al on from Buffalo and get his thoughts, and then we'll get John in Lockport. Al, how are you doing out there? Happy New Year. Same to you, my brother. Good to, Good to hear from you.
7: Yeah, it's good to hear from you, too. I would like to apologize for being a little bit, uh, you know... Um, Prickly? <laughs> I, a little agitated, I guess. I, there's, there's a two... two. Uh, I mean, there's actually two things that I want to point out here. Number one is that, that Donald Trump is pretty scary, okay? Just 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 looking
2: at the <laughs> That's prospect... That's a good word. Of, I like that.
7: <laughs> just looking at the prospect of him winning again is... is. Uh, I mean, that, that should... That should cause everybody to to want to want basically put the shovel down and you know and to stop digging because uh you know i I will vote for Bernie Sanders if he's the nominee, but the problem is is that there seems to be some kind of a um, a far left sector of the Bernie Sanders uh, camp that seems to want to just pound down everything. It's kind of like you know if there was a hammer. Now, are I, I, I you
2: know, want to that, stop. Don't,
7: don't interrupt me. I, can, can I please finish? Okay. Please, please, just let me to finish. You know, dear ally, dear ally, I'm sorry. Excuse me, dear allies. Forgive me if I briefly take my eyes off the prize to, to brush away some some flies. But the buzzing has gone on for some time now, and that buzzing that, that is going on here is has is, has been coming from the very far left. They're 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 the hammer. and They're always looking for the inevitable inevitable now to pound down it's when they say burn or bust they mean they want to burn or bust the whole thing down if their candidate doesn't win the primary now not all of them are like that but there seems to be this element of this that they want to pass go collect two hundred dollars and here boardwalk at park place with one roll of the dice politics doesn't work like that um, it, it just doesn't work like that but politics is one of those things that you, it's you know you 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 might you might get a candidate that you might not like but when it when it comes to the you have two choices you could you could enable another another Trump presidency or you could concede for the greater good i mean what what do you think of that i mean let's let's get this party to get you know together and try to unify this party rather than dividing and 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 using labels and you know characterizing you know each other and in such a way that we have been doing.
2: So, So, like, Al, I, I guess what I want to try to help us understand is sometimes the very thing that we're complaining about is a th- thing that we're doing to characterize Bernie Sanders' people as the far left and then say that because they're the far left that they're the hammer looking for a nail. Well, they look, claim to look, be the, no, So you, you they talk, are, you talk, let me talk okay, for a second, sure. okay? Uh, that they're the hammer looking for the nail, the reality is, if you're saying that the Bernie Sanders supporters are saying that it's either you they vote for Bernie Sanders or they stay home and don't vote at all, then that's that's one thing. That's a that's a criticism that you should put forward if that's what you believe is going to occur.
7: No, I but, believe that's what they've said they they were going to do. Right,
2: but if if you believe as as I believe that those people that are left of wherever you think you are. Uh, those people who are left of that, that their view is they're going to fight for the person who is talking about the things that they're most interested in. If that person doesn't win, they're still going to vote for whoever is not Donald Trump when they get to the general election.
7: And you believe that?
2: That's what I believe is the case. You really believe that? I I do. (laughs) Now, I know that we have the evidence of what occurred in 2000. And uh, And
7: 41% uh, uh, either didn't vote... Uh, at all,
2: that's true. So, Trump. but but my belief
7: for Jill Stein or, or basically wrote right, in right. But my my belief, percent is a big number.
2: But my belief is that people learned a lesson from that. See, a lot of people don't are not sophisticated enough to understand the consequences of what they do. So they get mad. They didn't get the person who they wanted, you know, during the midterm, So they sat out. Or not? I'm I'm talking about the uh, uh, 2012. Uh, uh, elections, when our Congress turned into this Republican-controlled uh, Congress. I think that people learned a lesson from that. That's why you saw in 2018 a lot of the people who didn't vote in 2000 and, uh, uh, uh was it 2014? 2000, the people didn't vote in 2014, you saw those people come back and vote in 2018. They didn't vote in 2016. Well, they voted in... in, in oh, you're right. I'm saying the, the year's wrong. Uh 2016 was the presidential election. They, the, the people that stayed home then came back and voted in 2018 because they no, saw the consequences. Actually,
7: there was, was a different uh, demographic. That was mostly—see, the, the, the people in the middle are the ones that won the House in, 2006, in what,
2: what What people said people was in that Central, in 2016, in December, a lot of people stayed home— Rather than vote at all because they didn't like Hillary Clinton and they didn't like Donald Trump, so they stayed home. And what I'm saying well, to you, did you, you is,
7: read the Associated Press? Because they had it. They had it a different way. Uh, they said that most of the people that came out and voted were dis were people that were not satisfied with Donald Trump. A lot of them were, were what I call the Trump regretters. They and and the, and the list is growing. A lot of them regretted their decision. They regret the fact that they we're, voted. We're,
2: for the we're saying we're saying the same thing. That, that, no,
7: that's, no, you're talking about people you're talking about the Bernie bus people.
2: No, no, no. I'm saying that people who didn't vote in 2016 yeah, are what the reason Where,
7: Where's your where's your polling data coming from?
2: Well, I can't give it to you right this second, but I've had so You don't have
7: who, any facts to back this up. I do up, have
2: I, well, I, I'll give them to you next week. I don't have it right in front of me.
7: So you're okay. saying that you're you're saying something without any
2: uh, I, I'm I'm is, telling you. What are you,
7: you referencing to?
2: I'm telling you that the polling that I saw said that, that people. We had Gallup polls. We had the. Uh, well, choose one. Which one did you look at? The Gallup poll. There's a. There's, I just got through poll. telling you that Every I don't have polls. the polls in front of me, so what I can't give you, you that have, answer. I but I have about a re. I have you my own. Don't know what you're, you don't have any facts. Okay. Back well, fine. Here we go. Okay. There we go. All right. Okay. You know, I mean, there's no point in, in, in going back and forth, you know, over something like that. You asked me a question that I don't have a, the direct factual. I didn't have that fact in front of me, so I can't give you that fact right now. I'll give you the fact later. My understanding, which is what I said from the get-go, my belief is that the people who voted, who didn't vote in 2016, didn't vote because they didn't like Hillary Clinton and they didn't like Donald Trump, so they didn't vote at all. The consequence of that is Donald Trump wound up getting elected. In 2018, our midterm elections, the people who came out and voted in the midterm elections, who were the reason why the Democrats got control of the House of Representatives, is because people who didn't vote before found out that there's a consequence to not voting. And so they voted in the uh, 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 2018 midterms. Now, if you don't think that that's what took place, that's fine. That's what I believe took place. I'll provide you with the background on that when we talk about it next week. Let me get John in Lockport. John, how are you doing out there?
4: Hi, Nathan. Yeah, uh, I think there's a big difference uh, this, uh, during for the 2020 election, too. Uh, uh, I think after four years of Trump, there's a lot of people that said, we made a mistake, and or people that didn't vote are going to vote because they just can't stand them. Sixty-one percent of women, they say, are going to vote against him. They said they will not vote for him.
2: D- didn't I, I, you I find that that people that who that. didn't you find that people who voted in two thousand sixteen the, the electorate that the people who the reason why Donald Trump won is because you had lots of people who didn't vote who normally do vote. So in right. Wisconsin, right. in Pennsylvania, states that were won by Donald Trump. Were won largely because people who usually vote in larger numbers didn't vote at all because they didn't really feel enthused about Clinton, and they right. didn't really feel enthused about uh, Trump. There's
4: one thing that, that that Al doesn't seem to understand, and that's that people have had four years of this guy, and they can't stand him. You know, and there's a lot of people that that didn't vote that are going to vote just to vote against them. You know, right. like I say, that number I got. 61 percent of women. I heard the other day. Yeah, I can't. I can't verify that, but that. I did hear it. Well, Al says
2: you can't say that because you don't have the poll in front of you right. that,
4: that says that. You know, there, there's one thing I wanted to mention too about Trump and Iran. Uh, you know, Trump does everything with his own self-interest involved. I think he he uh, assassinated this guy because he wanted. Uh, he thinks it's going to help him. In he ball. was
2: wagging the dog. Yes, right. the same exactly. thing they blame Hillary or, or, or Bill Clinton for. He's doing the right. same thing. He
4: he he, they, he was recommended against doing this, in the, Right. he did it unilaterally again. He does stuff like this all the time yep. because he doesn't care about anybody. Um, you know, so um, and you know you're right about Iran. Iran had absolutely nothing to do with nine eleven. Right. And neither did neither did Saddam Hussein. And the or thing Iran. that is
2: so insidious is that the current. Mike Esper, you know, the current uh, uh, Mike Pompeo, the current leaders of the State Department of Defense Department are out here today saying to the American public that Iran was responsible for 9-11 and that that helps to justify the actions that Donald Trump took uh, uh, this week. That is just right, a dude. patently outright lie. Iran had nothing to do with 9-11
4: go right back to the old uh, Fox News uh, uh, ideology. you got to justify everything that this guy does, uh, w- whether it's right or not. I mean, <laughs> who was responsible for 9-11? It was Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia was responsible for 9 If 9/11. you're going to uh,
2: talk about a country 9/11. responsible, 15 to the 19 terrorists that carried out the 9-11 attacks were Saudi Arabian citizens.
4: Right, right. So, I mean, like, like to, 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 to point the finger at Iran is just ridiculous. I mean, as far as having anything to do with 9/11, but um,
2: and I'm not, yeah. I'm not even arguing the issue of whether or not you think Iran is a good country or a bad country. I'm not arguing that issue at all. I'm simply saying that one man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter. You just need to understand that truth. If you lived in India, you would think of the British as being terrorists. They were the ones who invaded India and were trying to conquer. Uh, India and Bangladesh and Pakistan and all of these places and so on you know they have a they would have a right to or or, or be expected to have a uh resistance attitude towards uh the British the British would talk about the um uh Indians who were fr- who considered themselves freedom fighters the British would talk about them as if they were terrorists so you know one man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter you can't you can't just you know, uh, judge things based on these superficial, you know, characterizations. Right. I,
4: I, I forget the what the the uh, saying is about being in another man's shoes. Yep. You know, you have, but there's, you have to be in another man's shoes to understand how he thinks. And I see what you're, the point you're making here. But, um, yeah, I, I just think that Trump did this because he's, he's behind, you know, I think he's worrying about the next election and he does stuff totally through self-interest.
2: And, and you get uh, all I'm of sure these I'm, Americans that are jumping again. together, and they're saying, "Oh, Donnie is the greatest thing since Hindu Jim. Shoes is a great warrior. He killed okay. Suleiman." Well, you
4: know, you know, he also blamed. He also predicted that that Obama would would uh, uh, go to war to try to get reelected. Right. He said that himself. Right. And, now, and of,
2: course, of course, Obama didn't go to war, and Obama got reelected anyway. And, right, of course, right. Donnie never comes back and says that what he said was wrong. He just right. keeps on saying other wrong now things. He's doing,
4: and he, he's doing what he cues everybody else of. I remember him saying that, that that Obama took so many days off for golf and all that. This guy has is, is, uh, done uh, twice as much golfing yep. as, as uh, <laughs> Obama ever did.
2: Yep, and over $100 million of taxpayer money paying for the golf, right. golfing vacations and so on. All right, All right. thanks, man. Okay. I'll talk to you next week. Okay, let's get Ron on, and then we'll get Frank. Uh, probably do our break after we do, Ron, then we'll get Frank on. Uh, Ron, how are you doing out there? Oh, not
1: bad. Uh, yeah, my uh, understanding about the Bernie Sanders thing is that, remember, in 2016, Donald Trump was making he got about 10 percent of the Bernie Sanders support I I had seen polls back right after the election there and the, one of the reasons was he was coming out with statements like I've got something better in health care than the than Obamacare right. and I'm gonna it'll cover everybody and it won't cost as much and blah 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 he also said he was gonna raise taxes on rich people he said oh my billionaire friends they're gonna be really upset at me. And, of course, he violated all those. those and he said he was the greatest businessman in
2: the world, right? And even yeah. though he had bankrupted six times.
1: Yep. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, people believed him because it's, the press kept covering it, covering it, covering it. Uh, and I, I understand, I've read somewhere way back that about 10% did uh, did support him on that basis, not just because they didn't like Hillary Clinton, but because he made some very leftist-sounding statements.
2: See, but Uh, I guess my point is that, you know, we get so hung up on this, you know, far left, you know, conversation and whatnot. It's only far left if you look at it from from a certain perspective. What Bernie Sanders is saying, and the people around him are saying, is that everybody ought to have guaranteed health care. He didn't say everybody had to have guaranteed health insurance. He said everybody had to have guaranteed health care. That's a completely different policy framework. So if you disagree, then simply say, I disagree. I think only people that can pay money should have access to health care. Everybody else should just die in the street. You know, I mean, just say what's actually true. That's what Bernie Sanders, now you may not agree with his methodology on how he would provide Uh, everybody having access to health care. So we should argue about that. But first, ask yourself, do you think that everybody should have uh, access to health care, period? Should that be something that is available to every single American citizen? First, have that conversation. Make a decision about that. Once you make a decision about that, then start talking about what's the best way to make that happen. And I think there are a lot of ways we can do that.
1: And they still keep... Calling that way out leftist idea, and I say it was first proposed by Roosevelt in the 30s. And Ron, every other you said and this and
2: yourself on this show yeah. if that's a leftist, far out, you know, Nazi, communist, Bohr, Sheltovich, whatever, you know, kind uh, uh, of of uh, policy, then what's Social Security? What's yeah. Medicare? Aren't they the exact yeah, know, same thing? Yeah, I
1: know that's uh, but one other thing, Rich, before in public schools, here. right? Uh, there's this whole idea about terrorism—what is ter- My understanding that under international law, terrorism is defined as the use of civilian targets to, for either political to gain political power or to gain uh, attention, such right. as you know, blowing up an airliner, uh, blowing up, uh, attacking civilians in at a shopping mall, or, or that. <laughs> Whereas, if you attack, in other words, if if the Al Qaeda people had simply attacked an American military base.
2: Right. Uh, That would not be considered terrorism.
1: we We were opposing the Taliban. They were allies of the Taliban at the time period that Al Qaeda. Even though the Taliban weren't too thrilled about it, but because for a variety of complex reasons uh, that we were supporting that this group that became was called the Northern Alliance, because over over this uh, uh, gas uh, line pipe that, that we were supposed to negotiate with the Taliban for, and the Taliban wanted too much money, and we didn't want to give them the kind of money they wanted to kind of uh, commission on that pipeline. Anyway, for a variety of reasons, so if they had simply attacked American bases. One might, not, one might argue that's not actually terrorism, okay? We were fighting against them. They retaliated. Uh, no, but that term is now tossed around <clears throat> to, to mean anybody who attacks anybody, you know, that you don't like. And that, that's, once you start defining uh, terrorism on that basis, you've got a lot of problems. Now, the United States invaded Iraq, uh, it, dist, uh, dislodged a Sunni dictatorship, the people, the Shias, which is, what, 70% of the people in Iran right. are Sunni, are Shias, I should say, and they tended to drift closer to Iran. We pulled out of the nuclear deal with Iran. That we hit them with crippling sanctions. People in uh, uh, the Shia uh, population in Iraq uh, doesn't like the government, the pro-American government. They're kind of corrupt, and they, they're not very efficient at doing things. So they started protesting against that government and against the United States' support of it, I mean, debt to call that terrorism is, is very borderline-ish. I mean, and, and they're attacking I wanna, American I, military I add contractors.
2: Another, I want to add another piece to that, which is when you start attacking people who are actually the institutions in a country. In other words, Mike Pompeo is the uh, secretary of state for the United States. If another country were to attack Mike Pompeo... Now you've created something different. What you're saying is that the State Department of the United States is a terrorist organization and is open to be attacked by you. That's what, when they uh, decided that the Cuds organization, whatever they call themselves, the uh, Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps in uh, Iran, when they decided to name that or label that as a terrorist organization, that organization is actually a part of the defense apparatus of the state of Iran. When you take a piece of the state apparatus and call it a terrorist organization and and then attack it.
1: At a time when we pulled out of an agreement that everybody said was valid, everybody else in the world, that six other major powers that signed it, that our own State Department certified that they didn't violate. We pull, and then not only did we hit him with sanctions, but remember, we punished the European companies, right. Japanese companies. So basically, that is a vicious act of war. Right. We're not just, it's not just that we're protesting. We're using our economic might to, to uh, have a, as much of a blockade as we can get. That's an act of war.
2: I agree 100%. And, and so that that's the threshold that we placed ourselves on uh, as a country. And it's very difficult for us to defend the position that we've allowed ourselves to, to be uh, dragged into uh, by this president. Listen, let's take our second break and then we'll get Frank on. If you all stick with us, uh, we will see you on this side of the break here at Think Again. Think
0: again. Would you like to increase your home's value? Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable financing for your next home improvement project? The CAO Home Improvement Resource Program can help. Just come to one of their monthly HIRP orientation sessions every first and third Wednesday of the month at two convenient locations. HIRP staff will help identify the resources you need to get financed and they'll even help you with completing your application. Now, you won't know what you qualify for until you call. 332 3773. That's 332 3773. Learn about all the home improvement programs you may be eligible for and ask about the affordable financing program that can help turn your house into your dream home. Call 332 3773 for more info. It's the Home Improvement Resource Program, restoring value to neighborhoods across Erie County, one house at a time. Brought to you by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. Okay, you know how it feels when you've saved enough for that long-awaited home addition? Now imagine an addition on that addition. That's the feeling with Capital One, where a new savings account earns an interest rate five times the national average. That's right, five times, as represented by five times more singers. This is Banking Reimagined. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms apply. Rate comparison based on FDIC national rate. Capital One N.A. Member FDIC. What would you like to be better at? Dancing. Poker.
5: Yoga. According to a study, CVS customers are better than most at something important, staying on prescriptions, which tends to make you healthier. So get a free prescription savings review and try home delivery today. Because of the things you could be better at, staying healthy tops them all. Treat yourself well at CVS. Savings vary. Not all patients or prescriptions eligible for savings or delivery. Ask your pharmacist or visit cvs.com pharmacy for details.
6: All day, every day. This is Buffalo's home for ESPN Radio. 50,000 watt ESPN
0: 1520.
3: Bad boys, what you want, what you want, what you gonna do when don't come for you?
6: Universal health care. I am going to take care of everybody. The uninsured person? Right. Is going to be taken care They're of? They're going to be How? taken care of. How? I would make a deal with existing hospitals to take care of people. Who pays for it? The government's going to pay for it, but we're going to save so much money on the other side. Premiums are surging, companies are leaving, insurers are fleeing, doctors are quitting, and deductibles are going through the roof. We're going to repeal it, we're going to replace it. We have so many unbelievable alternatives, (laughs) much less expensive, much less expensive, and great health care. Much lower deductibles. Save Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security without cuts. Have to do it. I'm not going to cut Social Security like every other Republican, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to cut Medicare or Medicaid.
2: <laughs> and again, that's what he campaigned on. He's done none of that. Not a single word of that. In fact, the health care that he talked about was $10,000 deductibles that had no basic uh, guaranteed insurance coverage within it that allowed people to be able to discriminate on the basis of previous conditions that allowed you to treat a person being a woman as if that was a previous health condition, uh, and so on. Uh, cheap policies that gave you virtually no, no real coverage. That's what Donald Trump produced, and then couldn't even get that passed, you know, uh, uh, in in this Congress. So, just despicable how uh, this man just. I mean, just profanely lies and lies and lies, and he's never held to account for the lies. People just uh, accept whatever he says, and when he, he doesn't do what he said he was going to do or he's, he, he's no longer supporting what he said he was supporting, they treat that as, well, that's just something that was necessary to do. He still gave us tax cuts. He still gave us deregulation, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Let me get Frank on in Niagara Falls, then we'll get other John on. Frank, how are you doing out there? Go Bills! <laughs> Absolutely, hey, I'm, hey, I'm. hoping we don't get this disappointed this time.
6: <laughs> no, it'd be too much to take in the new decade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hey, Nathan, how did uh, how did Trump uh, create middle class jobs? Well, by paying people by paying people to cheer for him during his campaign rallies. <laughs>
2: Well, that may be uh, uh, one part of it. I give credit for work for where credit is due. What I think people need to understand is that the stock market has grown in value, not so much because the underlying economics of the of of the economy have changed that much. It's grown in value because they reduced interest rates down so low that you know people that in your age in my age range, you know, you were taught that. When you were young, you put your money in the stock market. When you got five or six years from retirement age, you put your money into interest-bearing uh, long-term bonds, intermediate bonds, and short-term bonds because you 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 couldn't afford to lose any of your principal. So you would put your money into you know interest performing instruments. But you can't do it if the interest rates you're getting are like one percent or two percent. That just doesn't provide you with enough income. So people were forced to put their money into the stock market. Obviously, if you create much more demand than you have supply, the price of supply goes up. And that's why the stock market values have gone up. But they've not gone up because the underlying mechanics uh, or or, or dynamic of the economy has changed all that much. As far as uh, the uh, uh, increase in jobs are concerned, you know, money had to go someplace. You keep lowering taxes. You know, money has to go someplace. So you found people taking more and more Uh, uh, risk because the cost of the risk were lower uh, because the interest rates they had to pay on their borrowing was so much lower. So I mean there's a lot of economics that we could talk about in terms of why things are where they are but the thing that tells you whether or not the fundamental economy is getting better is how have uh, average hourly rates that people get paid changed in factoring in inflation over the course of time. And what you find is that even though inflation has been low, inflation has grown faster than wages have grown over the past 15 years.
6: And remember when savings accounts used to pay a substantial
3: interest? You used to get
2: five, 4 or 5% <laughs> in a savings account. They That would be considered stealing now. <laughs> Nobody would ever pay you that kind of interest rate you know, right now. So how do you defend your principal? Even if you saved a good chunk of money uh, over the course of your work and life, you have to put your money at risk. If something happens in the stock market again, you lose everything. And I'm telling you as a person who in 19 or or 2008, I lost 39% of my portfolio value, 39%. Now I've been fortunate. My value has returned. But it doesn't make up for all of the loss of uh, right. It doesn't make up any uh, of the loss of, of uh, growth over the course of that eight-year, you know, or, or thirteen-year uh, period. It doesn't make that up. Or eleven-year period it doesn't make that up. So uh, I, I've recovered my principal, but I haven't recovered where I would have been if that stock decline had not occurred.
6: God forbid we have another uh, Trump economic meltdown, which. All the, all the experts are saying, pointing to. But uh, getting back to the subject of your show, you know, uh, the first week of the new decade and the Trump-Pent administration has already turned all Americans into terror targets. <laughs> you, you I know mean... what, what we need? What we need is legislation to silver spoon chicken hops who warmonger us into these regime change wars.
2: You know, we had this conversation on my job a couple of days ago, and I know people think that I'm a bit nuts, but my position is that we should go back to the draft. I wasn't a fan of it at the time, even though I was eligible and was called in actually three different times to uh, do my physical induction, and then they changed the way that they did the draft, and I wound up not getting called back at all, but... Uh, the draft ensured that everybody, everywhere in our society, paid the same price for this nation's participation in uh, war-type activities. When you have an all-volunteer army where you're paying people bonuses, you know, ten thousand, twenty thousand-dollar bonuses to sign up, you know, and so on, you know, then you get sort of a mercenary, you know, uh, orientation. Uh, to your your armed forces. And that's a different skewing of people that make up your army than the people that you had uh, as a result of the draft. Uh, I think that it would be more democratic if we had a regular draft, you know, rather than an all-volunteer army.
6: Well, President Trump says his thoughts and prayers are with the relatives of that U.S. drone that was shot down in Iran.
4: Yep.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Thank you, Nathan. All right. Thanks, Frank. You know, and that's kind of interesting, too, because, you know, we're we're, we're talking about an American contractor. Now, I don't know who this American contractor is and what that person's role is, but more often than not, the word contractor, when used by these American uh, State Department people, they're not talking about somebody doing construction work or somebody doing you know, a building on the electric grid someplace, they're talking about a contractor who was a essentially a, a security uh, officer uh, uh, working on behalf of the uh, government of the country that, uh, that they've been assigned to. Well, listen, we got Mark out there. Let me grab Mark real quick. Mark, how you doing out there? Hey,
8: Nathan. Hey. Hey. Uh, at at twelve oh five twenty twenty. The average CEO made more than the average worker. You mean by 1205,
2: 2020?
8: By 1205, 2020. For the whole year? <laughs> yeah, the, the average CEO <coughs> made more than the average worker for a whole year.
2: That is incredible. Yeah. So you, you work you worked uh, uh, three and a half or four hours, and you've already made more money in that three and a half, four hours.
8: No, by 1205. By five minutes my after By five time. minutes
2: after? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that is just wild. Yeah. That is wild.
8: And and you know, um, Georgia purges three hundred and eighteen thousand black and Puerto Rican and homeless from the voter rolls. Yep. Wisconsin two hundred and fifty thousand. Yep. How in America where we died for this right to be able to, are they are, are, is the government able to steal your vote
2: It's the only uh western country that I know of that actually fights against people being able to vote
8: They're starting they're starting early man this is vote this is the voter fraud Yep This is the voter fraud and they're starting early and they're 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 uh they're, they're uh, rigging the votes for him already. Yep. And Yahoo wants immunity, uh, Netanyahu wants immunity from prosecutions of his crimes.
2: Right. He, so wants, he wants the same deal that Trump gets. So he can,
8: so he can <laughs> head his
2: country. <laughs> right. You know, what was that? Was that fraud that I did? Was that embezzlement that I did? Was that extortion that I did? That can't be so bad. It kept me in office. And the, <laughs> ma- the majority wants him out right his majority in
8: his country wants him out but he wants immunity from his crimes
2: that that's why he can't form a government
8: it's it's uh, uh, it's it's worldwide now uh, yeah. the, the, uh, trump has gone worldwide and, and, and the leaders of this country are all corrupt you
2: got that boris johnson you know that emerged in uh, in england uh, and so you're right i mean this is just like a disease you know, that's just spreading all over the planet, it's like the bubonic plague, only in politics.
8: That's b- that's because they all got a Fox News in their country. <laughs> you know, lies are truth and truth is lies. Yep. Kellyanne was right. Alternative, uh, alternative facts.
2: Yeah, she that's, was the author of it, though.
8: That's that's <laughs> what's ruling the day in this in this country. Yeah, it's it, it's uh, it's a sad day, Nathan. <sighs> I,
2: I don't know where we're gonna go, but this does not look good. Uh, and I really hope that we can start forcing or, or pushing American, uh, uh, at least progressives, to spend more time focusing on what it is that we want than on what it is that we don't want.
8: We, we, uh, we are now the murder incorporated country. Yep. We, we assassinate uh, other world leaders. And where does
2: this go? So what happens when somebody does this to us? Yeah. Then, then we do it some more to them. And then it gets, I mean, where does this end?
8: That's straight out assassination,
2: yep, yep,
8: in plain in plain sight, just like they did kennedy
2: <laughs> I tell you we kennedy. we're at a stage now where we need prayer we, we 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 need we need a a a higher influence than than what we got right now, we need prayer and and even
8: n p r is 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 uh is, is justifying it yep i yep.
2: i don't I don't. we're all saying the same thing, you know that Suleiman was a a horrible person. How do you know that Suleiman was a horrible person? So, I mean, I don't know Suleiman from a hole in the ground.
8: They left him in Iraq. Right.
2: I just Iraq. know that, that in Iran, he was a high player like my, Mike Pompeo is in the United States. He was a high player in their government. That's all I know about him. Now, from their perspective, if I were sitting in the shoes of the people in, in Iran, in Tehran, And I'm looking at what's going on around me, and I see Israel blowing up people all around me. I see Americans blowing up people all around me. I see Russians blowing up people all around me. I'm looking at all of these people, and I'm saying, man, I got bad guys all around me. I got to defend myself against all these bad people. That's the way I would be looking at the world. But if I live in the United States... I look at what's going on in Iran I say, well, you know, Iran is suppressing, you know, people or or, or is is, uh, supporting people that are trying to kill Israel. So I'm against, you know, those people that are trying to kill Israel. Everybody sits in their own seat and they look at the world from their own perspective. At some point. You got to get outside of your seat. You got to get above all of that stuff and you got to say, "Okay, what's really going on here? How do we address what's really the fundamental dynamic? If the fundamental dynamic is people are so worried about the influence of Israel's growth uh, in northeast Africa, then how do we address that in a way that does not make Israel feel like their existence is being threatened? And so on. You know, you have to approach the. Pro- I'm not saying I have all of the answers, but you have to approach the problem in a different way. We're not doing that, and we have this really.
8: We I, mean, I, I don't drones. have a
2: word for our for our press. I just don't have a good word, you we know, got, for our
8: press. We got drones. We do it. We up got now.
2: drones, right? We're we're doing auto war now. We, we yeah.
8: We they, they do it up close. We do it. Uh, we do it auto uh, uh, remotely.
2: Yeah, we, we press buttons and, you know, let's and, you know, one of the things that nobody talks about during the Obama administration, as much as he didn't like Iran, they had backdoor channels. They had, you know, some way that these people could talk to they each other. They had diplomacy. Right. We got none. Right. We got him. Right. And if he's your backdoor, that means you have no door.
8: We we have. <laughs> we, no, we got drones.
2: Right. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, Mark, I don't know, man. We got a lot in front of us. So let's just try to stay strong.
8: I told you, I told you, as soon as he got, uh, as soon as he got uh, in there, I told you we were going to be in a war. Yep. Here We are.
2: Yep. On the precipice. All right, Mark. Thanks, man. I appreciate you. I'll talk to you in a week, and thank. I hope that that you and all of you out there have had and will have a happy new year. Uh, I know that it's not starting out the way that we would like for it to start. I don't want to wait all the way to November, although hopefully in November we'll have a new start to uh, our our national uh, fortunes, our national fortunes. Right. Uh, So thank you. Look forward to talking to you all next week. Here at think again. Think again.
1: You've been listening to Think Again with L. Nathan Hare, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. Be sure to tune in again next week at this same time for more Think Again.